everybody. Welcome to the First Pres Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast channel or our YouTube channel for the latest Sunday messages. We're so glad that you're listening and we are praying that the following message inspires you to take your next steps towards Jesus. Amen. Amen. Worthy of all praise, worthy of all glory, worthy. Thank you. You all are making me nervous filling this place up like this. <laughs> what a glorious afternoon, evening, night it is to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2. I encourage you to open a Bible if you have it or look on your phone and find a Bible app, download it, and get to Luke 2. As you need the word of God in your life. Let's look at Luke 2 together. And as we open the scriptures, let's pray. Lord, look down and see your children gathered. Look down with mercy on your people. We've set this time apart, Lord, to glorify your name. And of all the voices that come at us in the world, the voice that we long to hear, that we need to hear, is your voice of grace and truth. So speak, Jesus, by your spirit. Through your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said? Amen. Amen. Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is God's word. We're grateful. Amen? Amen. Well, a pediatrician in our church was recently examining a six-year-old girl, and he said, I'm going to listen to your heart now. And she said, well, Jesus is in my heart. And he said, really? Jesus is in your heart. How do you know? And she said, you'll hear him walking around in there. (laughs) And so the doctor said to the little girl, of course, That's ridiculous. That's not how this works. You know, that's not scientific at all. Get out of here. 
Do you think that's what he said? <laughs> no, that's not what he said, is it? Because, of course, that is kind of how it works. I mean, not exactly. But when Jesus comes into your heart, when Jesus comes into your life, when you open your heart to Jesus Christ, he starts walking around in there. And you know he's present to you. You know he's with you. You know that God is there. Christmas, friends, is not just a family celebration, and Jesus is not just an idea. Christmas is an event. Jesus was born. And this Jesus, who was born long ago, he can be born in us today. You can know the same Jesus in your heart. He can be born in us now. In fact, he must be. It's our only hope. We've been talking as a church about the family of God all Christmas. So all these different figures in, in the family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, and even uh, John the Baptist was the, the wild cousin, and, and this line of ancestors that all led the way to when Jesus was born, and how all these different people, they were all colorful and eccentric, they had their own personalities, their own histories, but they all kind of came together when Jesus was born in the middle of them. See, they all kind of fit together. That's when the family of God fits together is when Jesus is born. Jesus is, um, Jesus is the glue in the family of God. Anybody the glue? You know what the glue is. Every family has the glue. The glue is that person that gets everybody together uh, the glue is that person that keeps track of everybody and stays in touch, that plans events. The glue makes sure that all the cousins have each other addresses. There, you know, that's the glue. All right, now that you know what the glue is, who's the glue? Admit it. Come on. There you go, right there. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But I bet the glue... <laughs> but I'm with you. Maybe you are, yeah. But I'm with you. I'm with you. If you know who the glue is and they're sitting next to you, just poke them with your elbow. <laughs> Jesus is the, the glue to the family of God. When Jesus is born, once Jesus is born, see all these people with all this, these different histories and backgrounds and all these different you know, personality traits, all these eccentricities, they all find that they kind of fit together. They all kind of lock in together. They've all got kind of a place they just sort of click together. Why? Because they find themselves related to Jesus. Jesus binds together the family of God. And we can find a place too. You can find a place. You see, Christmas is a story of, of a birth. It's a story of a new birth. But it isn't Jesus that's new. It's you. You can be made new when Jesus Christ is born in you. February 11th, 1998, a very special thing happened in my life. Uh, my daughter, Ellie, was born, our firstborn child. And so around dinner time, Abigail and I hopped in the car. We drove down to the hospital, and um, after 22 hours of, of hard struggle... Abigail was involved, too. (laughs) 
I shouldn't have made that joke. I, I, <laughs> I cut it out of my notes, but then I couldn't resist. <laughs> no, after it was, it was 22, after 22 hours, there was precious little Eleanor. There she was. And she's great, but I really want to talk about me. <laughs> because you see, what, what happened is that when she was born, it changed my life. Suddenly I was something that I had never been before. Suddenly I had an identity that I had never had before. Suddenly there was a name that I was called that I had never been called before. Because up till then I had always just been Tim. And in that moment I became dad. A new birth changes your life. The birth of Jesus Christ changes the world. And Jesus Christ, born in us, can change everything about your life. Everything about your life. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. That's Christmas. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went out to their own town to register. You see, friends, what do we have here? What we have here is an account of an event in history, a time and a place. Something happened. Christmas is not an idea, it's an event, it's news. Jesus was born. And just like the birth of a child makes you new, makes your life new, the birth of Jesus is something that makes things new. God entered the world that he made. Jesus, the Son of God, who is God, stepped down out of the perfect kingdom of eternal light into our imperfect kingdom, our faulty kingdom of shadowy darkness. That's what this is. That's what Christmas is. It's not some sweet family idea to sprinkle glitter over. This is an event. And if Christmas is true, if this is true, then this is the one event that has the chance to change this world. It can change everything about your life. God entered the world. God entered the world. That's what Christmas says. God entered the world. Did it really happen? While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Shepherds nearby got a shock. The, the heavens opened up. The angels filled the sky. All of a sudden, this normal field, their normal place of work, their normal life, a normal night place where they've been a thousand times, all of a sudden, in their normal and ordinary life, something happened. And it, this normal field became the platform for a life-changing, extraordinary event that they would spend the rest of their lives trying to explain. I don't know, have you ever had a spiritual experience that you have a hard time explaining? Have you ever had a moment where it felt like there's more to life than just flesh and blood? Have you ever had something happen or occur, a coincidence or something that just unfolded and you thought, I can't really explain all of that? The skies broke open on those shepherds and their lives were changed. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Well, you'd ought to be. When God moves into your life, it rattles you. 
But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for, and I want you to read these last three words with me, for all the people, for all the people. The birth of Jesus is not just for Joseph and Mary, not just to satisfy something in their life. It's not just for the people that surround it. It's for all families, for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, said the angel. He is the Messiah, the Lord. It happened, he said. It happened. God entered. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Can God actually enter a town like Bethlehem? Can God settle into a real time and space? Can God enter the world? Can he enter Colorado Springs? Can he enter your life? Can he enter your home? The hopes and fears of all the years, can they be met? God entered the world in a miraculous way, but also in a very quiet way. God came to answer all of those longings, all, those, all that pain, all that struggle, the things that the people have been praying for God to change for their whole lives. God entered to change those things, but in a way they never expected. God sent his son into the world to change Mary and Joseph and their family, but also to change you and yours. And this gets us to the point I want you to walk away with tonight. It's a, it's a phrase in verse 11 we just read. The angel said, a savior has been born to you. Church, read that with me. A savior has been born to you. To you. A savior has been born to you. Everything that Jesus came to do, he did. He came to be a savior. He took on flesh and he lived and he taught and, and he walked through the streets of, 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 of Judea and he, he laughed and he cried and he got hungry and he got sick and he lived life with his friends. And everything he came to do, he did. He came to be a savior. He came to make a way for you to be at home with God and to have peace with God once again. And he lived and laughed and loved and cried and, and one day he died. And when Jesus died, he had said to his friends, I'm dying for you. And when he went to the cross, he went to the cross having said to his friends, I'm going to the cross for you and all of your sin and all of your pain and all of the mistakes and all of your transgressions, I'm going to take them onto myself. I'm going to take them onto my flesh. And when I die, I'm going to die for you so that when you die, you don't pay the penalty for the sins you have before God. And he died. Everything he came to do, he did. And when he rose again from the dead, he opened the gates of heaven to all who call on his name. Hallelujah. 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 We can have new life in Jesus Christ simply by letting him into our lives, simply by calling on his name, simply by believing in what he has done. See, to you, 
to you is born a Savior, to you. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. It doesn't make a noise, it doesn't make a sound. The person right next to you may have Christ entering their lives just this very instant. And God brings a piece of heaven to them. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, you know this song, don't you? Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ does what? He enters in. He he enters in. What are you saying? What he's saying is is that Christ is willing to come into your life. Jesus said, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I am the Lord and I'm willing to come into your life. Just as, as Jesus was born as an infant, willing to come into Bethlehem. I'm willing to come into your life and I'm knocking at the door and if you open the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. I'm here to stand and say that same offer is for every single one of you. No one in this room is disqualified. No one online is disqualified. No one in our overflow area. the, The offer for the Lord is for you. He's standing before you now and if you would like him in your life, Jesus can come into your life. He can come into your life if you open the door by faith. He can come in and make things new. When Jesus is born in you, you are born again, and your whole life changes. He can come in, and you'll hear him walking around in there. (laughs) And you know what? You'll be made part of the family of God. You'll be named. One day Jesus entered a city called Jericho and a tax collector named Zacchaeus was there who was shorter than most and he climbed a tree to see Jesus with his own eyes. Jesus came up to him and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Open the door and I will come in. Well, Zacchaeus did it and he opened the door And he led Jesus into his life. And I'm telling you, it changed everything about this man. I don't know if you know the story, but he was a tax collector. He was a cheat. He was a thief. He had built people out of all kinds of money. He had hurt the people around him. And as soon as Jesus came into his life, you know what he did? He turned around and gave all that money back. And then he added four times to it. He didn't want that money anymore. Having once tasted the peace with God, having once tasted a relationship with Jesus. He didn't have the relationship with money that he used to have. He didn't care about that. I don't want that so much. What I want is love and joy and peace and fulfillment and eternal life in my Savior Jesus Christ. Changed his life. Changed his life. Born in him. But then Jesus, he turned and he said something that's very strange. I want to show it to you. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. See, he came to be a savior. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Son of Abraham. 
Zacchaeus is already a Jewish man. That's usually what that means. What is, what is Jesus saying? This man too. And he says it to him. He says it to Zacchaeus. This man too is a son of Abraham. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, when once I enter your life, you are renamed. You are part of the family of God. You're in the family. You're part of my family. When Jesus enters in, when the dear Christ enters in, when Jesus comes into the room, when he enters your heart, something happens. And silently, how silently, the wondrous gift is given and you are born into the family of God. I wonder if it has happened to you. The London evangelist D. Martin Lloyd-Jones said the main danger confronting the pulpit is to assume that all who claim to be Christians and who think they are Christians and who are members of a church are therefore of necessity Christians. Not so. For many years I thought I was a Christian when in fact I was not. It was only later that I came to see I had never been a Christian and I became one. Friends, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Coming to a Christmas Eve service doesn't make you a Christian. Having devoted parents and grandparents who love the Lord doesn't make you a Christian. There is one thing and one thing only to unite you with God for eternal life. Have you opened the door to Jesus Christ? Have you allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to be born in your heart? Will you allow him to be born in you today? Ultimately, this is what you need. You don't need me to get up here and educate you more or coach you harder or, or rant and rail against uh, uh, the troubles and pains of the world. And No, what you need is news of Jesus and what he has done to save your soul that Jesus Christ has come, that he has died, that he has risen from the grave, and that in him is new life. And if you open the door to him, he will come in. He will come in, and he will save your soul. What you need is to be born again from above. Do you live an upright life? Are you charitable and faithful and kind? Are you noble and good, a good human? Do you assume that you are a Christian? You are not, unless you have been born again from above, because Christ has been born in you. The scripture says this is how we know. How do I know? This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Do you see what we testify? That's Christmas. When we say Merry Christmas, that's what we're saying. The father sent his son to be the savior of the world. And you can open your heart to him. And when you do, you'll say, I know he's in there. I can feel him walking around. Church, I know you've come in here this afternoon with, uh, with hopes and expectations and with frustrations, with burdens. Every one of us, I know you have. 
And how do I know? Because I'm just the same. I need Jesus. I need him. I need him to change my life. I need him to move in my family. I need him to move in my church, in my work. I need Jesus. I need him. I need the Lord. I need help. The world needs help. Church, help is right here. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. When Jesus enters a heart, that heart is born anew from above. New life. New life from above. And a little piece of heaven comes down and is imparted. And the family of God gets a little bit bigger. Church, can you see and can you believe the help you need is here? O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Lord Jesus, may it be so for every one of us. May it be so for me for every one of my family and friends. May it be so for everyone in this room. May it be so that we can humbly step down out of our trees. We can open the door to you and have you come into our lives and be born in us and be born anew for eternal life. May it be so, Jesus. All glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Colorado Springs area, we would love to meet you on a Sunday morning. To plan your visit, head to our website at firstprezcos.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-C-O-S dot org.